Hey friend, welcome to the Restore Mind podcast, where we are going to be talking about various life topics surrounding mindset transformation. Imagine what it will look like to have peace in your life, despite what the world is telling you. Hi, my name is Caroline, a wife, mom of three, and makeup turned fitness enthusiast. I am here to help you build a strong mindset that will propel you forward into a life of peace and joy. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Well, my friend, there is freedom waiting for you. So if you are ready to build a 2.0 version of yourself, then this podcast is for you. So grab your water or whatever you like to drink, throw on your walking shoes, and let's get going because it's always 4.13. Hello and welcome to the Restore Mind podcast. My name is Caroline, and I am so happy that you're here today with me, my friend. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode or any episode here on the Restore Mind podcast. I really appreciate your presence here. Now, I know my voice sounds a little bit off today, and I apologize about that. I went on a trip last week, and while I had so much fun, I ended up getting a sinus infection, and then my voice became raspy. So, That's just what it is. We're going to try to push through this episode the best that we can, and I hope that you can understand what I'm saying. But before we dive into today's episode, I hope that you've had a wonderful week so far. If you're coming back from spring break, I hope that you're back into your normal routine, that you were able to unwind and relax. If you're going into spring break, I hope that you have the best time, that you get to spend it with your friends and family, the ones that mean the most to you. So today's episode, I've titled it Three Year Journey because April marks the anniversary of when I started my journey. And I wanted to do something to celebrate my fitness anniversary because I've been that person that's started and stopped on a lot of things that I've done. And I told myself three years ago that if I start this fitness journey, I wasn't going to quit. Typically, my old self would have probably stopped at the end of summer and then rested fall and winter. So as a way for me to celebrate my anniversary of this fitness lifestyle that I've been on, I wanted to share with you my biggest struggles from each year and the biggest lessons learned and how God's faithfulness showed up in each of the struggles because I believe that every victory is his. Before I dive into all of that, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background story on why I started my fitness journey. And it basically kicked off when a girl's trip was planned. That's what kicked off my fitness journey. My goal at the time was to lose weight before my week-long vacation, which was scheduled in June. I had gone through a miscarriage two months prior, and I was struggling internally with many areas of my life. The reason why I wanted to get fit was basically for physical reasons. I wanted to look smoky hot because I wanted to feel better about myself. And I thought that if I looked better on the outside, that I could heal myself eternally from the struggles that I was going through. My goal was to be toned and lean. So I did hit cardio two times a week, had very little food. And I'll get into all of that in a little bit. But I remember that in this time frame, I was let down by not meeting my goals. So my weight fluctuated and that determined how I saw my progress. For example, if my weight went up, I would think that I slacked off somehow. And if my weight went down, I would try to copy and paste what I did the day before so that I could continue to see the weight drop on the scale. 
which was stressful because I had weekly goals and I didn't meet it. My goal then was mainly to drop one to two pounds a week until vacation week. I'm prefacing with all of this because it goes into year one. And my biggest struggle was that I thought I could rush my body into looking bikini ready. And I also thought I could do it by myself, which I'll talk about later. But I had three months to get my body in shape for vacation. And I was desperate to look skinny, lean, and toned. Those three words, skinny, lean, and toned, were the three words that stuck to me like glue when I thought about what I wanted my body to look like before this trip. I was desperate to look skinny. I had a vision of what my dream body would look like, and I rushed myself to get there. So in my mind, that meant more cardio, which I did two times a day, seven days a week, and it was mainly hit cardio, so it was fast-paced moving all the time. And I remember the first month, month and a half, I was very excited and motivated, but then that quickly died because I was feeling so exhausted. And that came from the very little food that I had. I had little to no energy and I felt defeated when my goals were met, which was pretty often because I would see that the weight wasn't coming off. So I started taking weight loss pills. I didn't work either, by the way, but muscles were also not growing. So I ate more protein and forced myself to push more reps when weight training. I was in a quantity versus quality mindset with lifting. I didn't really keep form in mind. I just wanted to grow the glutes and grow the arms. So I thought that the more reps that I pushed out, the faster I would get my body to look the way that I wanted it to look before my vacation. And I mentioned earlier that I had no energy, right? I was eating less carbs. Really, in general, I was eating less food and I knew nothing about how to feel my body and went off general information I thought were true, like carbs make you fat and fats make you fatter. I had a vision of what I wanted my body to look like for the girls trip and I was rushing myself to get that body. So if no progress was made, I would feel panicked like I was rushing out of time. I remember feeling stressed and crying over the lack of progress because I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And I specifically remember my husband and I were driving to Walmart and I used to ask him, why is it that some girls can start their fitness journey in a month's time making big progress. But here I am putting in all this work and I'm not really seeing any progress. But that was the mindset that I had at the time, not realizing that I was actually hurting myself by not feeling my body. But long story short, I did not make my goal weight or gain any muscles and I was left very disappointed. I went on my girl's trip with more insecurities than I could fit in my luggage. So what was the biggest lesson here? Well, I went on my trip anyway with more insecurities, but I had the best time. The best time. I wore my bikinis anyway, even though I felt like I wasn't bikini ready. And I did feel smoking hot in it, but I got tanned and sunburned. Out of all of that, I remember making memories with my girlfriends. We shared stories that have now become inside jokes between the three of us. We met new people while we were out, and we had great conversations about God and our faith journey. We got caught in the rain and I remember struggling to carry our beach stuff as we tried to get back to our little house in the rain. We were relaxing on the beach and before we knew it we saw a storm cloud that was coming in from the ocean to the beach really fast and the wind started to kick up. So we were thinking that maybe we should probably gather our stuff 
and go back because it was within walking distance from the beach. So we rushed to get our things. And as we were walking, our sun hats were being flown off our heads. We were dropping towels. My friend Taylor and I were carrying a cooler of drinks and snacks that we had planned on eating and drinking at the beach. And we (laughs) struggled so hard that we went the wrong way. We looked up and we saw that my other friend was on the other side of the beach going the right way. So we thought if we just kept going straight, we could meet her, but we ended up coming up to a fence that was closed. And we had to turn back around. <laughs> we had to turn back around and meet up with her. But by that time, we were all soaked. And it was the best time. It was such a crazy moment, but it was perfect because there was so much laughter that came out of that that I can't even recall worry about the insecurities that I had. So my biggest lesson from this trip was that no matter how much I was hurting, God was present through the help of my husband who took off work for a week to be with our kids as I went away. And he was present in the conversations I had with my two girlfriends. He was present in the people that we met. And he was present in the times of our struggles. While we had conversations that were very lighthearted and funny. We also had very serious conversations about the things that we were going through in our personal lives and seeing how God's been present in each of the struggles that we've been through. I loved that piece, our testimonies, how we how we went through hard things, and yet we weren't left alone. It actually makes me think about how I was rushing and struggling to get my body ready for this moment. But all of that melted away when I was actually there on the beach with my friends. That's when I realized that it wasn't my body that needed to change. It was my mindset. This was the rest that I needed to let go and let God work in me and through me. There's a verse that clung onto me as we ended this trip. And it comes from Matthew eleven twenty eight, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. While my rest may have looked like I was vacationing physically, my mind was at ease, knowing that I didn't have to be tied down to the feeling of being rushed anymore. Because I realized that all of the worries and the luggage of insecurities that I packed with me, that never came out when I was on my cross trip. And I came back home feeling so grateful for that moment because it made me realize that I was rushing for my body to look a certain way when I hadn't been working on it all along. So it wasn't fair for me to put that timeline on my body. And it wasn't fair for my state of mind to rush myself to get to where I wanted to be if I didn't already put in work. But I have spent more years being unkind to my body and now When I was on this girl's trip or about to be on this girl's trip, I gave myself three months to reach this vision that I had for myself, which, by the way, isn't even the vision that I have now three years later. So the rest that I received, that mental rest that I received was a very freeing thing for me because, like I said, I didn't have to be tied down to the feeling of being rushed anymore. Which leads me to year two. My biggest struggle was not quitting. On the last night of my girls' trip, we took a night stroll out on the beach to fill our glass jars of sand and seashells. The moon was so beautiful that night. It was so bright that we decided to take pictures. And as I think about that moment, I can 
recall seeing the ocean. The waves were so calm, but you could hear it splashing up against the beach. And I remember facing the ocean, and I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't quit on myself no matter what. I made the decision to keep on going because I thought, what would really happen if I just kept on going? Well, in my experience, prophecies are easily made but can be hard to keep. Because on vacation, when I had that mindset, everything was so easy. I didn't have a lot to worry about. But the vacation is over, right? So this is year two now. The vacation is over. And I'm back to reality, doing my daily routine. My fitness goals were still the same, which was to be skinny, lean, and toned. Now, when I got back from my girl's trip, I stopped doing hit cardio altogether. And I said earlier that I was focused on quantity of reps versus quality of reps when it comes to weight training. But this mindset ended up changing. I decided to focus on the quality of reps versus the quantity of reps. That meant focusing on form, which took time to learn. And I had to ask questions, even though I felt silly asking them. I was watching videos and then practicing with lighter weights. Then I'd record myself to make sure that I had the right form. And even when I didn't understand something, I still went out there, practiced, and asked questions. I was focused on my form because I wanted to understand what muscle group was being worked if I did a certain exercise so that I could keep that mind-muscle connection. And I know that sounds silly, but say, for example, you're doing a bicep curl with dumbbells. There's a huge difference in focusing on the bicep muscle and at the top of the rep, you're squeezing it and trying really hard to keep that tension versus just going up and down with the reps. There's a huge difference in how your mind and your body works when you have that mind-muscle connection versus when you don't. It makes such a huge difference. Even after I made this promise to myself to not quit and to just keep on going, the thought of quitting came to my mind very often because it was hard to keep going when little change was happening. And I noticed a lot of internal strength, but I did see a lot of physical changes. And for me, at the time, I was still sort of seeking physical changes. So I became a little discouraged, but my biggest goal at the time was to focus on doing push-ups. My goal was to get five consecutive push-ups without falling down because I couldn't even do one. It was easy to want to quit on the hard days or simply not wanting to work out from not seeing major physical results. The days where I didn't want to show up for myself and the days where I was in a comparison mindset, those were the easiest days to want to quit. The biggest lesson I learned in year two was that if you quit, you'll never know. In year two, I had so many wins and discovered new things about me that I wouldn't have otherwise known had I quit because of the discouragement I was feeling during the hard times. Some of my wins were that I got more than five push-ups, which meant I surpassed my goals, and I was super excited for that. I ended up lifting heavier, and I grew an appreciation for the small changes that was happening within my body. It actually became more empowering for me to see the internal strength that I was gaining versus the physical changes that I was seeing. But I grew an appreciation for the small changes because that meant that I was on the right track. And I wasn't attached to the scale anymore, nor was I worried about carbs and fats because I ended up working with a coach. I had mentioned earlier in year one that I thought I could do it by myself. Well, here is where I learned that I could not really do it by myself. I ended up working with a coach. Her name is Caitlin Block, who at the time was working with First Form. 
She isn't a first form coach anymore, but she's still a coach. She has a one-on-one coaching business. And I loved her. Her Instagram, by the way, if you guys want to follow her, is Caitlin Block. I'm going to leave her information in the description of this episode. But she was the one that helped me understand how nutrition fueled my body. Why the scale is not an accurate representation of the changes that I was making. And she encouraged me to celebrate the small wins. She hyped me up when I told her I was growing these baby biceps. And I loved it because I thought that these changes weren't noticeable. So I really appreciate her for that. And while the number of the scale wasn't holding me prisoner anymore, it was nice to see that the numbers had dropped. I was as small as I had been in years in year two of my journey. And I'm just sharing some of the wins because when we want to quit, we only focus on the hard things, the things that we haven't yet accomplished or the things that we've failed at. But it's important to look at the wins too because it'll help you see that your hard work wasn't for nothing. And that's nothing, whether it's big or small, something is happening. There are different ways to track progress. One of my favorites are videos and pictures because the scale will tell you how much you weigh, but the pictures and videos will show you the progress that you've made. Other ways to track your progress is to do mental check-ins. For example, how did you speak to yourself on day one versus how are you speaking to yourself now? Mental check-ins are very important because once you break the chains of these negative self-talk, you refer back to something positive. And it's not always easy. You don't always catch it right away. But when you start to feel down about the things that you're saying about yourself, you start to realize, why am I saying this to myself? The Bible verse that stuck with me in year two is this. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. comes from Philippians 4.13, which is the verse that is at the center of this podcast. It's the heart of this podcast because most people think physical things when they hear this verse. But I say this verse is for more than the physical things. It's for the mental strength and for our faith journey. It's the reason why I tell you at the end of each episode that you can do hard things. Because it's not just the physical strength. There's a spiritual strength and there's a mental strength that the Lord gives you when you align yourself in Him. And yeah, like I said, it's at the center of this podcast. It's the heart of this podcast. So now we are into year three. The present year. My biggest struggle was hands down my first bulking season. My goals actually changed. I wanted to focus on growing muscles. So being small and lean was not at the top of my list anymore. And I started working with a new coach within the First Form organization. Her name is Coach Bailey. And how I found her was actually through Caitlin. So Caitlin announced that she was no longer going to be coaching through First Form. And instead, she was going to work on her business, which is a one-on-one coaching business. And she listed all the things that she was providing. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to continue on with Caitlin for her one-on-one coaching program. So she gave a list of coaches that she knows to all the clients when she made this announcement. And that's how I found Coach Bailey, who is the coach that I'm working with now. She and I had a conversation about what my goals are, and we basically moved forward from there. By the way, I love how she coaches. She's encouraging and very thorough when looking over weekly assessments to give feedback on what is working or what's not working and something that I can improve on. The suggestions that she makes are always aligned with my goals, which means that sometimes I have to put in the extra work, right? 
So if you are looking to start your journey but can't afford one-on-one coaching, check out Bailey's content. Her Instagram is at BaileyBFitness. And I'm also going to leave her information in the description of this episode as well. But with Bailey, my first bulking season, I was actually eating a lot more, which is fine because you know what? Your girl loves to eat. I will most likely not ever have an issue with eating because I love food. This is how much I love food. During my workout, I think about my next meal and I look forward to eating it. On training days, I look forward to having my post-workout stack because it's so good. And then I think about the meal that's coming next. I love food so much that I look forward to planning my meals. I think about how I'm going to pair my protein, carbs, fruits, and veggies together so that I can have something delicious to eat. That's just how I am. I love food. But with that, the struggle was actually the mental aspect of getting bigger. For food equals more calories, which means bigger and fluffier me. Your one and two is about me being smaller. But mentally, I struggled after a few weeks or months and I realized that my clothes got a little bit tighter. I was fluffier than previous years and my midsection, which is my biggest area of insecurity, was going the opposite way of what I wanted. I wanted to give up and start cutting season early because towards the end, I was starting to break down mentally. And I knew walking into this was going to be a struggle, but I didn't know how hard mentally it would be. The positives that came out of this was that I was lifting heavier and feeling stronger with each lifting sessions. However, I got caught up on the physical things. It was a constant battle with my mind because I could see myself slip into a state of worry and anxiety. And just like the waves of the ocean crashing onto the beach and then go back out into the ocean, I'd pull myself out of the negative headspace that I was in just to get swept off my feet again. It was a constant battle because I focused on just the physical things, my physical body. I forgot to look at the wins that I've made in this season. And at first, it wasn't hard. It was only hard when I realized that the clothes that I bought during my bulking season the year prior did not fit the same as it did this year. And it scared me because I thought that I was getting way too big for my size. So yeah, it was a constant mental battle. So the biggest lesson I learned through this is to just trust the process. It's so easy to focus on what we dislike about our journey. What got me through was trusting the process. Yes, talking to Coach Bailey and my husband about what I was struggling with helped. But at the end of the day, it was me. I had to make the decision to trust the process. That meant Staying in the fight, even though what I was worried about in the present moment is not the final version of me. It was not the end goal. If I could tell you one thing, it's to have faith. Enduring the hard times means we have to see and experience all of the emotions that come with it, embracing all of the struggles and celebrating all of the wins. I wasn't where I wanted to be, but also I'm not where I used to be. And for me, that's progress. I honestly love where I am now, the mental aspect of it anyway, the mental growth and seeing how I stuck with it during the bulking season proved that I am mentally stronger overall than I thought that I was. I was so close to calling it quits, but after thinking about it some more and realizing that I needed to have a little bit more faith and trust the process, 
I decided to continue bulking for the next few weeks. Which leads me to this verse, Matthew 17, 20. I've said it before. This is one of my favorite Bible verses. Matthew 17, 20 says, he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. I realized that I had so little faith in myself and in the process, I was willing to quit. But that tiny little seed of faith is what got me through my hardest bulking season of seeing how big I was getting, not fitting into my clothes, stressed out about what I was going to wear to church on Sunday because my jeans fit a little bit tighter, my t-shirts were getting a little bit snug. I just didn't know what to do. And in that struggle, I went back and thought about day one where I wasn't truly happy about my body. My clothes didn't fit the same as they used to. And it brought me back to that time where I was feeling rushed to get myself to look the way that I wanted to look before this girl's trip. But that little faith, that little seed of faith is what changed the game for me. And I'm so glad that I stuck through the bulking season because like I said, I proved to myself that I can do it. I can do hard things. No matter where you are in your journey, if you just started or if you've been on it for weeks, months, years now, whatever it is, if you trust the process and have faith, you'll see that these hard times or struggles are teachers that help you build your character. They mold you into who you are today, breaking chains that once held you down and helped you prove to yourself that you can do hard things. My friend, don't give up. You got this. You can do hard things. Hey, thank you for listening. If this episode has spoken life into you or your mindset transformation journey, please share it with a friend. The growth of this podcast is possible through you. So thank you for your support and for being a part of the family. I look forward to talking to you again next week here on the Restored Mind podcast.